0: Oh, all right. do, 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 do. we all know it. Uh, welcome to Entertainment Entertainment, the entertaining podcast with the entertaining conversation The comedians Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer. I'm
1: Kayla McKee. This is the iconic opening jingle theme song to uh, Succession. No, yeah, kidding.
0: we are talking about <laughs> Succession. <laughs> The
1: return of Succession season, whatever. No, Curb Your Enthusiasm is back.
0: It's the Um, final season. Apparently. For for what is being billed is the final season.
1: Right, but it could be like Motley Crue. The Motley Crue has done like eight uh, We're Breaking Up tours, and they just keep going back on the road. So I I never believe anything that's final, ever.
0: Larry's going to get bored. I mean, Yeah, Yeah. and also
1: the paycheck, if the money's there to reunite. You yeah. never know. They could do like a special thing. You never know. But but he yeah. also is getting up there in age. Like yes, yeah. I, I mean I love Larry David. He's really kept himself in shape. I would say he was a sex symbol even like last season. He was still looking pretty pretty wow, t- keeping yeah, it okay. keeping it tight and funny for an older guy. You know he's still. But this season he does look a. There was one scene where I was like he looks kind of frail. He's a
0: little gaunt. He's a he's little tiny do- <laughs> now. Like he's I don't
1: know you know. But um. But so
0: anyway. you, so yeah, you know he's got to be in his seventies. I would say at this point, probably. Um, I um, should sure looked that up before the podcast. How old is our dude? I
1: don't know, but um, so yeah, we watched the first episode of the new season, and um,
0: seventy six.
1: He's seven. He looks amazing. He looks for great 70, for seventy six. Oh my god, Joe Biden, eat your heart out. Um <laughs> how old is Joe Biden or uh uh
0: Joe Biden's gotta be what seven seventy eight or maybe eighty at this point.
1: Something like that. But I would I would vote for Larry David over um I wouldn't. I'm gonna vote for Biden, but Jesus Christ. Okay. Anyway, not a political podcast at all. Um Larry David, looking still looking good for seventy six. He does um, it, you know,
0: he looks you know, looks mid late sixties.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, so the, the the we watched the first episode of this new season and uh, I thought it was pretty good. I think it's very promising. Very excited that Tracy Allman is is back. Is still in it. Yeah, um, that's. I feel like that's key.
0: Key. They key. need her. Yeah. Because... She, this character. I completely forgot. Completely <laughs> forgotten about it. Yeah. She's so funny. Call J
1: G Wentworth eight seven seven cash now. She's just singing the J G Wentworth um <laughs> uh, like lawyer. Jingle. Yeah. The jingle. lawyer jingle. jingle.
0: The the best was like the previous season where she wanted to get vaginal reconstructive surgery <laughs> oh, and she was just like this area <laughs> it <was> like, <laughs> like, she's like, it's like this area
1: <laughs> Tracy Allman I think is like an underrated comedic genius yeah she's in my I, I don't know if it's my favorite John Waters film, but we watched it together. Um, it's called A Dirty Shame. Yeah, that
0: one was good. It's Giant It's so
1: effing funny. Effing? Wow, I don't know. I effing. Keep, I keep doing this thing on this podcast. Last week
0: you dropped a frick.
1: I dropped a frick. <laughs> <laughs> I, for some reason, I am editing my my, my um, curse words on this podcast all of a sudden. Like, I'm scared to say fuck. I said frick, and now I said effing. Effing? Oh, yeah. It's just terrifying. What? It, What demon of like, um, of like high school, like language etiquette is haunting me? I have no idea. But, um.
0: These are new developments here. Yeah. Uh, you know, it keeps you on your toes.
1: I'm getting possessed by like a like i I'm, I'm not allowed to curse and I'm not allowed to chew gum or something. I don't know what's mm. going on. I feel like I'm in high school. It's very Catholic school. It's very strange. I didn't even go to Catholic school. Okay. But anyway, Tracy Ullman, I feel like she's underrated. She's I think she's bigger in the UK because she has like sketch shows in the UK Is more often. Is she British? Often. Yeah. Yeah, oh, she's yeah. British. Okay. Um, but I loved... Tracy Takes On was her sketch show in the 90s. And I have the DVDs. Huge fan. And people forget, that's where The Simpsons debuted. Um, was on her show, on the Tracy
0: Ullman show, right? Yes. Yeah. So wow. I feel like I feel like
1: she's so underrated, and it's so awesome to see her like get to be funny. Yeah, next she's, to Larry David. Yeah,
0: because I really didn't know her in the '90s, and then I watched like when you got the DVD, we watched a couple episodes. <laughs> yeah, she's so good. Oh, she's I mean, amazing. Like undeniably funny, ahead of her time.
1: Uh, I love I, her. I love her so much. Yeah,
0: she's key to this. I, I feel like yeah, they really do need her. Like she's needed.
1: I feel like she can kind of take the um fill the hole that Marty the Marty Funkhauser character, Super Dave, a little
0: bit a, bit. a yeah. little bit
1: like I feel like she's the closest we've got to like a recurring character who maybe fills that gap because I don't know I, yeah, I mean yeah that's
0: a good call so,
1: so missed Marty Funkhauser Super Dave the best. so yeah. missed oh my god um <laughs> what
0: do you what is like <laughs> when his like second parent died and he was just like I'm an orphan <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like, what? It's like, uh, I'm an orphan. <laughs> I know. That's, like, one of the best. Is that the one where he's there? Larry steals the flowers as off a... the, the highway accident monument? Yeah, uh, yeah, like I, I think it's so. Such it's such so a good, good. episode. But yeah, Marty <laughs> Funkhouser is so missed. And I feel like Tracy Ullman is solid to, like, fill in for that gap. I also think the girl who plays Maria Sophia, I should have looked up her name, the actress. She's um, really good,
0: too, yeah. She
1: was so funny last season as this, um... Like, because Larry gets involved with um, this, like, restaurant, and and then he owes this restaurant worker something, so he has, the restaurant worker has his daughter, Maria Sophia, like, he makes a deal with Larry to get her starring in Larry's new sitcom, and she is just, like, funny, this actress is funny in this way that I haven't seen Anyone really be funny? Like she's funny in this really unique way. Yeah, um, it's and mag- so great. magnetic
0: too. Like, yeah, whenever she's on screen, you're kind of just watching her. She's so it's, uh, funny. Kayla Monteroso Mejia. Wow. Uh, so yeah, she's great. Happy really to see good. her burst onto the scene.
1: Yeah, and even now that her character is famous on the show, and she's almost like got like Paris Hilton, like I'm a celebrity now tropes, where I'm like I'm wearing pink, cute she, outfits, she and I have a her dog. Corgi, yeah, yeah. yeah um, she's still kind of like awkward and funny, so it's like. Very excited that she's back in this season. Yeah. Um, then we have Larry. So Larry has a couple of like, kind of like high animated outbursts, like really angry out of the gate at like Siri. And I don't know, yeah. it kind of fell flat. Like it was funny, but it just like went on too long, or it just like it was too I don't know. too
0: hot too fast. Maybe it, that's was, what it was it just it went zero to a hundred, and yeah. I, I feel like he's. Yeah, it just didn't. It it did fall flat. Did fall flat. I don't don't want to blame it on his age. I I was about to. I'm not going to.
1: No, I just think it went too long. Like, the outbursts were too long, and it didn't need it. Like, there was enough funniness going on without Larry getting mad at. Like, we all. No one likes Siri. I don't know. It was just kind of like it was okay it was okay but it was kind of unnecessary i feel like the funniest part were the glasses that he wore throughout this episode yeah the
0: glasses bit was really good it,
1: at first i was like is this gonna be funny and then i was like oh it's very funny he wears these like exaggerated um female glasses throughout the episode and just him being a dick to people in these glasses was like very enjoyable to watch like yeah you know yeah, um, yeah it was great so that was it was good um, Susie is still wearing the most ridiculous outfits which always makes me laugh
0: yeah, I, I, yeah, I wrote Susie's her zebra print bright yellow slash bright yellow outfit and then uh, Jeff's dyed hair I thought were like the, more, like really funny visual bits okay, like yeah. Jeff dyeing his hair now I
1: don't even think I gave Jeff Garland dyeing his hair the credit that it deserves <laughs> it's
0: yeah. really funny he's just yeah. sitting there with his style <laughs> with just <laughs> this like dark hair <laughs> I didn't. damn yeah
1: now that you say that that is really funny yeah, um, yeah I thought the whole season was really promising I thought um, JB smooth was funny again when he, he got he kind of got to be Like at the party when he was just like eating the cake and then put the cake back. I was like, because I feel like JB Smooth wasn't funny last season for some reason. They gave him nothing. Yeah, the the bit they gave him about that woman and then that running joke about that name. Like, remember last season there was this. There was this running bit with JB Smooth and this like girl that he was having sex with, and it just was not funny. Remember it was like Carmen, 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 or some some name that just like didn't work and it was exhausting. Yeah. Um, I hope they bring Richard Kind back because last season, the bit of Richard Kind, (laughs) when he like every party they have this character Richard Kind I think he's Larry's cousin on the show and they have him like scurry to get to the head of the table
0: yeah because they wanted Larry to sit at the head of the table to to navigate the to lead the conversation in a direction because they were like this party's going to be a bore so we need you there and then yeah yeah, like Richard Kind like (laughs) scoots in front of Larry to get to the head of the table it's so good
1: it's like one of the funniest things I've seen on television I think I think about it like once a month and laugh like (laughs) we're not even Describing it right, but just picture Richard Kind like scurrying in between a wall and a table and people to get. I think it's actually in the middle of the table is where you sit. Yeah, the middle have, of the it's table. It's not the head; yeah. it's the yeah. middle of the table, and it's oh, it's just so he funny. He does it was so good. Richard Kind is also another like Tracy Allman where like they just make everything so funny, and they're yeah. kind of underrated. Um,
0: Doesn't miss, as the kids would say.
1: Does not the ponytail sketch? And yeah, the Kroll the Show, show is ponytail is sketch. There's so, just so many things he's done. Anyway, but yeah, I thought there was some really good the, the scene with the waiter. Like, the, there's like I thought that that was very like classic Curb, where they go to a restaurant and the waiter's mom died, so the the restaurant was like oh, giving yeah. giving the waiter some grace as far as like being a bad slow waiter. So I, then the Larry David and um, Susie and Jeff are all like, oh god! And then the waiter is like holding their food as they're talking to someone about
0: like the table next to them is consoling him. Yeah, oh, yeah, about and, his loss.
1: So Larry David just gets up and takes the food from him. It's he does it does so a really funny. funny. Like,
0: I'm sorry for your loss. It like really takes yeah, I was really good, really
1: funny, and the whole brooke Brooky thing that was very classic. curve at the party about like someone being yeah yeah, yeah you know, the girl yeah. But um, I, I thought the butt dial thing it was like really we're still doing butt dial jokes like whatever. If I'm if I'm being picky, that's the only thing where I was like okay yeah yeah. But um but yeah I thought that was promising. I'm I'm excited. I'm gonna watch definitely keep watching the season
0: yeah no it, it's good hey I, I think if this is the last season that's a good call I, I mean, <laughs> like, uh, that's kind of where i'm at with yeah it. I, I think you know because it seems like it'll go out on a high note you know yeah. what i mean Cause yeah. the, the season doesn't seem bad and i think this is you yeah, know, i think probably yeah you know probably cut it
1: i mean uh, god yeah like larry david you don't have to be we, we all know you're like the funniest person that ever lived yeah. like you don't have to prove it anymore no
0: yeah or just or if you want to move on to a different project True. you know you know yeah. make, make something else it uh, would be cool
1: very true but um it was exciting i'm glad to watch it it made me laugh out loud i was definitely laughing and uh yeah
0: yeah i yeah it's it's good tracy allman the highlight probably
1: tracy allman yeah and um maria Sophia. i think she has potential to be that character is so funny yeah um so but yeah tracy allman yeah and then when she asked him to get her she's always because it's also interesting that larry david's actually like dating someone on the show who's exhibiting signs of age that he has like he's finally dating a woman who's not just like conventionally hot and like a little bit younger than him mm. like tracy Ullman's character i think is like similar age to him and it always has like issues with her body like yeah she needs vaginal reconstruction In this this episode she was asking him to get like toe cream for her for her like infected big toe or something like that and it just like just dis- like disgusts him to no end yeah. that like he has to deal with a woman's or anyone's bodily issues. Yeah, I, I forget
0: what the reason, because he's like waiting to break up with her still. I forget yes. what the reason, the he, timeline is. You why can't he, break up
1: with her because she's newly sober, which I didn't even remember that from last season, that she uh, had like a drinking problem. Okay. And yeah. I guess when you, you're not supposed to break up, the, the sponsor was begging him. That's what
0: it was, the sponsor, yeah. Not right.
1: to break up with her yet. Yeah, she's,
0: so she'll spiral and go, and go back, yeah. 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 Wow, well, that's pretty, it's pretty good stuff there from Curb. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the rest of the season. <laughs>
1: yeah, very exciting. Um, this is going to be a big TV episode. We've done all music episodes. This is going to be an all TV episode. This is all TV. Okay. Yes, uh, there's a
0: lot going on in the world of television. A lot like going on. Like the new season of Curb. Yes. Uh, and also, it's uh, it's WrestleMania season.
1: All right, so dude.
0: Do, do you have any closing thoughts on Curb? Should we... no, That's it. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it's good. Uh, so yeah, I think it's good. I'm uh, looking forward to watching the
1: rest. I'd of recommend it. it, and yeah, I'm going to watch the rest yeah. of the season.
0: Uh, and more important news than Curb, <laughs> we have it's WWE's WrestleMania uh, season, All hot right. off of the Vince McMahon scandal.
1: Ooh, it wishes Scandal with a capital S. Like, Justin started telling me some of the details of this scandal, and I was like, I'm sorry, but I think you have to find a wrestling friend to talk about it, because it's so disgusting. Like, even I am like, I can't hear about Vince McMahon's sexual exploits, because <laughs> <there's, laughs> you know, it includes poop, it includes everything, it's a lot.
0: Yeah, so I'm oh. gonna, I'll am gonna. i get into that a little bit, okay. uh, but we're coming hot off that with WWE, so you know, they're really bringing it right now, they yeah. always do it with, with WrestleMania season as it is, okay. uh, and, and now they've got The Rock is back. He's back for a match. I don't think he's had a match in uh, several years. It's been several years since he's had a match. He was like, they were going to do The Rock and Roman Reigns last year, but just things fell through the cracks, so Mm. it didn't happen. But this year it's on. Uh, And I think this is, my first note is that this is going to lead to The Rock-assance. I think The Rock is back. It's been a little bit of a downturn for The Rock recently. He you know he, uh, he, he he took over he started the XFL, the Spring Football League. Oh. They bought that a couple of years ago when, when it folded and it just didn't go as well as planned yeah. and now it kind of went under and merged with another league and the rocks out So that wow. didn't go well for him. He started a movie Black Adam, which is a superhero movie and that mm. was kind of a bomb and wow. kind of got ripped apart by critics and lot superhero fans hated him. Wow I'm not really in that world, but it seemed like he was kind of hated from that. Uh, so he's, you know, so it was a little bit of a downturn. So The Rock is, you know, this is kind of the first time I feel like we're ever seeing him without like a 100% approval.
1: Right That's now. what I, yeah, I'm shocked because I only knew him as, I thought he could like literally run for president. I'm like, he's so likable. But then you're like, actually, he's kind of going through a little bit of a... A downturn for him, is, which is going, shocking.
0: Yeah, I think it's just a little bit of oversaturation. Yeah. I think people are just kind of sick of him a little bit. So yeah. he comes back yeah. to main event WrestleMania against his real-life cousin, Roman Reigns. Wow. Uh, real-life cousin, they're part of this, I'll get into it, this legendary wrestling family. Um, so, so Cody Rhodes, another thing I'm going to get into a little bit, is trying to uh, finish his story.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, and win the WWE Championship. Uh, so he wins the Royal Rumble. Okay. He's about to pick Roman Reigns. Then he comes out on Friday Night Smackdown. He's like, you know what, Roman? I was going to pick you, but we got a guy who's going to take care of you. Rock comes out. Wow. Here he is. It's The Rock. The crowd doesn't like it. The crowd's like, ugh.
1: Can I interrupt with a question? Yeah. Did the crowd have any idea The Rock was coming? Was there any talk of this, like rumors? No, okay. no. It
0: was pretty, they kept it pretty under wraps.
1: Were you surprised that The Rock did this, or as a wrestling fan? Uh...
0: Y- yes and no. Okay. I wasn't really even watching weekly w w e up until a couple weeks ago. I was kind of okay. like out on it. This is like really what brought me back in mm-hmm. every week, so I didn't have much of an opinion until it happened okay um I just saw him he did like a college football he was like he did like a college football show. he was on campus one and he was talking about how oh we were gonna do it last year, mm-hmm. so that was several months ago so I'm like, all right, so he's been trying to I think he needs some money with the x f l that went under oh, and no. stuff like yeah. that, so I you know think he might need, maybe needs a little bit of a paycheck uh. So he comes back, crowd hates it.
1: Wow. For
0: the first time in literally 20 years, a WWE crowd is booing The Rock. The Rocky sucks chants are back. Those were, that was like a big chant The Rock got against him when he was like first coming up in the mid-90s when oh. they were pushing him as a good guy and the crowd didn't like him. Rocky sucks, die Rocky die, Ooh. all those chants. So those chants have made a, made a comeback. Wow. Um, and yeah, this is... Not, so now we're seeing... And now the WWE is just leaning into this, and The Rock is playing a bad guy on WWE TV wow. for the first time in 20 years, which is wild. It's wow. just crazy that this is happening. Um, I, I don't even have like a comparison for pop culture of what this would be.
1: Hmm. Like, if uh, John, did John Cena ever play a bad guy? No, they never returned okay. John Cena well, bad. that's what I... Because... Little knowledge of wrestling, but yeah. for me, John Cena is like the ultimate like hero of wrestling. Yeah, and yeah. so I can't see him be a bad guy, and they and... never
0: turned him. There were like okay, there yeah. were a bunch of times where it was like rumored Cena is going to be a bad, but he just right. never turned. He was always just stayed a good guy through and through. So
1: it's kind of like Cena, like the Rock, like they're just always this like larger than life heroic good guy in wrestling.
0: Yeah, I mean the Rock played bad guys more than Cena did. You oh, know, okay. Cena like started as a bad guy, but then once he made the jump to good guy, he just never went back. Okay. It was just he was a good guy for like fifteen years. When the Rock kind of went back and forth a little bit, because when he went to, when he first went to hollywood to do movies Then when he came back, he was like Hollywood Rock, and he was like a bad guy who was like, "I'm better than everyone here," and he's arrogant. And that's when he's at his best in wrestling. Is Mm. when he's playing the complete full of himself, like jackass. I see that. Yeah, he's so good at it, and he's like really getting back into his roots. Like I think spiritually, the Rock needed this. (laughs) Like I really think that this is like really good for us. He would call it his mana, his spirit. So that's why it's another reason why I think the Rockassance is going to happen. I think we're going to have another run of great action movies. Like I think it's going to be his last, final run of like great action movies. Coming up, I cannot wait for a Royal Rumble. The, for the uh, for WrestleMania, excuse me. Um, <laughs> he's too excited. I'm too excited. I'm too fired up. <laughs> uh, so so we've got a bunch of so the theme I'm taking with this is uh, just intersecting feuds because mm. we have a lot of feuds coming together for this one big storyline, and it's good stuff. The first one, of course, is WWF. I'll set the stage a little bit. WWF versus the Rhodes family. Okay. So Cody Rhodes, he's back in WWF. Right. He's been trying to win the, the title, uh, the main WWE slash WWF title. Uh, because they never gave it to his dad. Mm. Dusty Rhodes, legendary, in a similar way to uh, how Fritz von Erich never got, like, similar beef with Mm. the Rhodes family and WWF, where they just, like... They always gave him silly gimmicks. Like Vince oh. put Dusty Rhodes in like this crazy polka dot outfit wow. when he f- first came over from the NWA just to like humiliate him. Right. But they're all so good that they just always rise above whatever. Same thing with Cody's older brother Dustin, who's famously Gold Dust, as you oh, know. I they, love Gold Dust. Yeah, they gave Gold <laughs> Dust the Gold Dust gimmick in the mid nineties and he just like took it and ran with yeah. it. But they then of course never gave him any title shot or anything like that. And then with Cody the same thing. Like he comes up, he did uh you know Dashing Cody Rhodes was his first mm. like big gimmick. It was really good. And Same thing. They just like always kept him on the back burner, never pushed him to the front, never gave him a title shot. So he leaves in 2016, becomes a huge star in the independent scene and in Japan. Yeah. Meets up with, you know, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. They start AEW and then that mm. kind of starts this whole for the first time in twenty years, we now have a wrestling company like a Rival. mainstream wrestling company that's somewhat rivaling yeah. WWE. Uh, not in the same way WCW was, just because WWF has gotten so big, it's, mm. it's it's its own thing at this point. But but there's actually a second company where like wrestlers can go and make good money, yeah. right? and like if, if they don't, if they're not happy in WWF, um, yeah. So so that's one part of this. So you got Cody, and he's going up against WWF, and he's trying to finish his story. And bring the WWF title back to the Rhodes family. That's that's the first feud we get in this. Okay. Second feud, of course, the the reigning, defending WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns right. versus the WWE universe. Because oh. the crowds have hated Roman Reigns for a long time. They, right. they felt like he was Vince's hand-picked guy. Like when he he oh. 'cause he first came up with Seth Rollins and and now John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, okay. who's now at AEW. Uh, so as they were a trio, the Shield and, right. you know, the, 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 the smart mark wrestling fans, they liked Rollins and Moxley because they were like, they had made a name for themselves on the independent scene first, uh. whereas Roman wouldn't from, like, college football to WWE, uh. you know, he's from this famous wrestling right. family. He's, you know, he's, he was the biggest guy, the strongest guy. And it was like, oh, this is just Vince's hand picked guy. Uh-huh. So he gets pushed, you know, out once the shield breaks up, he becomes like the champ he's pushed and the crowd hates it. Boo, boo, boo. So this okay. has been going on for like 10 years. Finally, they've, like, leaned into that where, uh, uh, you know, now they've just made him a bad guy. They pushed him as a good guy for so long and just didn't work, and now they've just leaned into it. He's a full-on bad guy, and now the crowd is, like, with him. We're all raising our finger, <laughs> acknowledging our tribal chief, uh, <laughs> as he is the longest reigning WWE champion in 40 years. This wow. is, he's had the belt longer than anyone in 40 years. Wow. Um, so he's still holding on to it. Okay. Uh, now we got another feud coming up. we got the Annoy family, which is... Uh, so so the Rock's real life grandfather, High Chief Peter Maivia, legendary wrestler, Roman Reigns' grandfather, Afa Anoy. Okay. Became blood brothers. We're like lifelong right. friends, blood brothers. So now their family trees are blended in this Anoy family tree. Legendary, okay. legendary Samoan wrestling family. You got the okay. Uso brothers are oh, in there. Yeah. The Rock's dad, you know, all just like third generation. All these guys were wrestlers, uh, so cool. so you got these two. That's part of the story. You got you know dueling families versus the Rhodes family. Wow. So it's just like wrestling royalty versus wrestling royalty. That's like a fun aspect of it. Um. So they do this 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 press conference the other day. Okay. For WrestleMania, they're pumping everyone up. Right. Uh, so Cody Rhodes comes out. You know, he comes out. Seth Rollins is there because he's the other champion. So Seth's hanging out. He's got some history with Roman Reigns because they were like shield guys. Uh, Then the Rock and Roman Reigns come out. Uh, So Cody, this all leads to a great line where uh, Cody's like, you know, Roman, if your grandfather was here. And Rock, if your grandfather was here. And he does this great soap opera delivery where he (laughs) he goes, they would be ashamed of you <laughs> and then that like sets the rock and roll off and there's a great shot of like because it's what the story is so it's like roman and cody facing off roman's got the belt and then the rock just like swoops in oh and they totally do it intentionally and the rock just now the rocks so it's like the rock's just stealing everyone's spot yeah it's so good
1: yeah
0: and then he does your favorite thing in wrestling he bitch smacks cody rhodes yes. does like the full-on bitch bitch-smack. Yes. big fight breaks out on stage yes. great stuff everyone's fired up
1: i always said the bitch slap is not used enough in wrestling oh it's, it's the best so funny and,
0: and they you know it's kind of of good they, they keep it special yeah they keep it special they, they keep it because they can't just do it all the time That's then it true. will lose its effectiveness it's really but, saved for and this was like a, a thing in japan too
1: oh, uh wow. the japanese
0: it's, it's the biggest sign of disrespect no you can give is if you smack a wrestler in the face no
1: i did so, not know that and so
0: yeah so it was a big thing in japanese wrestling can i ask so. a
1: question is yes. that because it's just like womanly womanly it's kind of like You slap a woman. Probably. Uh, There's probably a little bit of that. There's
0: a little little bit of femininity femininity to it.
1: it, To me, that's kind of why it's hilarious because it's like watching these giant men treat each other like... bitchy women doing
0: a full-on bitch smack yeah like four fingers that was why i initially (laughs) thought the will smith chris rock thing was staged because i was like this is a he totally did a pro wrestling smack right like a four finger grazing the face Mm. so it's not hurting him but it makes the noise interesting that's where i was coming from with that but i think that was all real
1: yeah
0: um so, you know, so that brings us to, you got The Rock and Triple H. This is a feud that goes on. This is what I was thinking, like, this is kind of like Sarah Jessica Park or Kim Cattrall, here. You know, wow. I feel like. Because this is a feud that spans decades. Yeah. This goes back to when they were coming up together in the 90s. Mm. Uh, you know, they had a lot of legendary matches against one another. They were always like, you know, The Rock was kind of ascending and, and transcending wrestling in ways that Triple H never could. But Um. Triple H married Stephanie and kind of rose to power to uh, save uh WWE from vince thank god Oh my god uh because vince was too busy uh shitting on Stop. women's head women's head during a two guy one girl threesomes to care about a show i'm like that's the that's the <laughs> most upsetting thing to me about the whole thing is that the WWE shows sucked while this was going on because and it's we- like and you were just shitting on some girl's head Stop. because and so now triple h though thank god finally like got full creative control yeah. vince is out and WWE is good again for the first time in a while. Like, but yeah, you were getting your ass kicked by AEW creatively for like five years, and then you're just like banging some girl with Johnny Ace,
1: oh, who's now god. also who's
0: now also claiming that he was a victim. Oh
1: <laughs> my god, it's so insane. This story, yeah, it's real
0: real good shit there, stopped. as Vince would say. Oh, okay. that's that's a famous uh, Vince Vince thing. I is, believe it. This is good shit.
1: I believe he loves that word. This is real great shit. All here. right. We're, everyone's grossed out. Everyone's okay. grossed out. Sorry.
0: Uh, so you got The Rock and Triple H. The Rock, so Triple H, he's the real life uh, chief operating officer and uh, head of creative. That's right. his like real life job title. Paul mm-hmm. Triple H Levesque. Mm-hmm. As they're now calling him, uh, he used to always just go by Triple H, but now he's officially going by Paul Triple H Levesque. In the same way, The Rock goes by Dwayne The Rock Johnson now. Okay, okay. Um, so he's Paul. So Paul Triple H Levesque, mm-hmm. leaning into his real life role mm-hmm. as COO, he's there. And The Rock, in real life, just like two weeks ago, joined the board of TKO, which is the parent company. They just bought WWE. They're mm-hmm. the company that owns the UFC. Wow. So it was like this big merger. So wow. The Rock is, in a way, like one of Triple H's real-life bosses. Wow. And they're leaning into that now. Oh, where like the Rock, Yeah, so it's like they're leaning into, oh, The Rock's just using his power to get himself into this main event. That's how he's doing it. Nice. And yeah, so there's... It sucks because Triple H, you know, did go into cardiac arrest a year and a half ago. So he's been retired. uh, And I don't want to watch Triple H go into cardiac arrest. (laughs) But I would love to see him fight The Rock one last time. I
1: mean, he's going to... I don't know anything. Do you think, obviously, they're going to fight? I think there's a way. chance. I, mean, I, I do
0: think there's a trans Triple H goes full lunatic, yeah. full Randy the Ram Robinson with it, and just says, fuck it. And it's The Rock first Triple H at WrestleMania one last time. I think there's like a 2% chance of that I just happening. feel
1: like all these wrestlers who get medical medical doctors saying you can't wrestle anymore, they always wind up back in the ring. They, yeah, from my, from they, my they, no, amateur they view of you're, it. You're
0: absolutely right about this. The one... One difference is Triple H like legitimately almost died; Uh-oh. like his heart had failed and stopped. I
1: mean, can't you wrestle around? I guess you just get too is out of breath. I think it's just like a cardio stress.
0: Thing. Uh, yeah, I guess you know because it's. I mean, you're. Even if you're Triple H and The Rock and you're having like kind of a slow-paced, kind of more like pageant-style yeah. match where you're not doing a bunch of crazy moves. It's still, you know, it's very athletic and your heart's yeah. going to be beating like crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, mm. most likely he's not going to. Okay. And I don't want to see that. Right. I don't want to <laughs> see Triple H die in the ring. I no. love Triple H. Right. Uh, he, and the WWE needs him. If he goes, yeah. God forbid. I think the WWE goes as he goes. Because, yeah. you know, if he's gone, it's just... Vince McMahon fucking some woman in an office while his show sucks.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, So let's, you know, please. At the same time, though, that that would just be so legendary. Triple H versus The Rock one last time at WrestleMania 40 in Philly. I would love to see it, but I would not love to see Triple H die. Yeah. So I don't know. I could see him doing like where he's the special guest referee and it's Something. like, and he gets in the ring and then maybe him and Rock have like a moment where right. he maybe throws a punch. Something. And that's probably, so I could see it going that direction, but yeah. damn it, I wish we could get the Rock and Triple H. That would be so on. cool.
1: medical. Probably, yeah. Miracle. Uh, you, you
0: wish that his heart didn't stop a year and a half uh, ago. Why yeah. couldn't that have happened a year from now? Just. Right? That's what we all want.
1: The tragedy of life.
0: So that's kind of what's going on here. So we're wow. all leaning up. We're all. It looks like it. It looks like we're getting a tag match at the Elimination Chamber in Perth, Australia. When they go down on mate. And all it looks right. like it's going to be uh, Cody Rhodes and uh, South Rollins versus The Rock and Roman Reigns. Going to be a fun match there, mate.
1: I'm so excited. I gotta <laughs> say,
0: <laughs> you know,
1: love to do an Australian accent. Yeah, you know I what, don't know why it's so fun.
0: It's so <laughs> fun, mate. Yeah, you, I, you know, the opposite end of the American coin. I feel like.
1: Australia. Australia. Yeah, Yeah, I just
0: you know I'm just saying that off the top of my head right now. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But I got to
1: say, sorry. Yeah, I work at a museum. It's mostly international visitors, and the Australians are always a delight a delight yeah, to, uh, I, yeah
0: yeah. I I work in hospitality I work sure. in an apartment building we've had several Australian people who've yeah. like lived there and they've all been super chill and cool Yeah, they've all been super chill and cool I gotta so, say yeah I would yeah. love
1: to go to Australia one day
0: yeah it seems... so it's a long long trip but probably it would be cool probably will never go unless long trip... I have to but yeah, yeah. yeah it would, but, but it's cool Arch Barker apparently very big there comedian Arch Barker
1: okay don't know who that is but...
0: uh, he was on Flight of the Concords and oh. apparently like he like blew up in Australia so oh, he wow. just like moved there
1: I think Australia's big on comedy yeah maybe American comedy I don't really know anything but yeah um, but, yeah. So All that's
0: right. you know interesting uh interesting. So so we you know we're going to see I I may have my eyes on a ticket for WrestleMania. I might have to see this. It looks like it's going to go to Roman Reigns versus Rock versus Cody Rhodes. It looks wow. like that's what we're going to get a triple threat match for the title. Is Cody gonna finish his story? Hmm. Is he gonna finally bring the WWF title in back to the Rhodes family? Well, not even back, just to the Rhodes family for the first time ever. Yeah, uh, which would be the crowd wants it. Mm. Uh, the Rock has been calling the the people who've been complaining the Cody crybabies. That's, That's the big good. thing right now. The Cody cry. Baby. He did a really good promo where he was like, uh, he was like, you know, he was mimicking everyone like typing on the keyboard and he's like oh yeah your wife comes in hey honey let's have sex oh no wait a minute oh, so he's like, on. That, that was pretty probably the funniest thing the rock has done in wwe in a long time uh, cool. that, yeah so uh <laughs> yeah it's just so good
1: i'm so happy for you it's
0: so good and
1: uh can i ask you a question yeah, is please. it like so with the whole vince debacle have has wrestling like because now they want to distance themselves from Vince, have they kind of brought in all these heavy hitters and all these kind of historical feuds to, like, make sure yes. they don't lose any any kind of credibility or I, anything? Or... I'd say
0: yes and no. Because okay. they do this at WrestleMania every year anyway. Okay. Like, last year, Stone Cold was back. Well, okay, like it's, okay. like, this is something they do. But, it, I mean, but it's certainly, you know...
1: Top of mind, maybe. yeah,
0: it's certainly like <laughs> let's get as much going as we and th- and this is like a very special wrestling moment where stuff like this happens like once every ten years. We're just it's just like a perfect storm of mm. everything aligning, yeah, and they and it's just so good. Like wow. you just like you couldn't even plan. Like if they had done Rock versus Roman Reigns last year, it would have probably been terrible and not great. Wow, okay. but just everything aligned perfectly, and it's so good
1: so interesting what the wrestling crowds perceive as good and bad like I'm like I watch Roman Reigns I think when I first started watching wrestling with you I didn't like Roman Reigns mm. but now I've I think he's good like I don't he's understand the why he's, yeah. the,
0: he's the best it's him and Kenny Omega for me
1: I like Kenny Omega
0: yeah it's him and Kenny Omega for me uh they're the best I mean Brock Lesnar too but he's like He's a legendary. He yeah. kind of is above it all at this point. Yeah, uh, he's like it's his own thing. But right. just as far as like the guys like working full time today, for yeah. me, it's Roman and Kenny.
1: Is Kenny Omega still in AEW? Yeah, he's okay. in
0: AEW. He's hurt right now. Get oh. better, Kenny. Uh, yeah. AEW's been good. It's, you know, they're picking their game up at the same time. So we wow. got we got we got a lot of good wrestling going on. At the oh, that's
1: moment. good. That's yeah. good. This
0: is the best both shows. I feel like have been at the same time, which mm. is kind of exciting. It's rare. It's rare. It's, yeah. it's always been like you know the first five years it was like AEW. Was great and WWE was terrible because yeah. Vince was shitting in women's oh, hair. Jesus. <laughs> just not giving a fuck about the show. I can't. Not letting uh, but also then not letting Triple H run it. Right? Like doing like, like still holding the power over Triple H. Is like,
1: Stephanie still involved at all? Well, she
0: left like a year and a half ago.
1: Hmm. But good now
0: I yeah, I think she you know the word is that Stephanie and Shane do not talk to Vince. Could oh, <laughs> probably good for them. Yeah. Yeah, Shane's like kids are playing college football now, so I think yeah. he's kind of just off being like a college football dad It's good which is probably good for him i don't yeah. shane's another guy who i'm like let's not watch shane die in the ring no. he's another guy who pushes it way too way too hard for the age he is I, now and i didn't like,
1: want to watch him wear skinny jeans <laughs> <Yeah>. jump jump <laughs> into the <laughs> ring from an excruciatingly unsafe height just to impress his father and just
0: i mean he's redder than i am like just gets redder than i am so yeah. we don't need to watch shane die no uh, i'm glad that his sons are now playing college football and he can probably you know at least not throw himself off a cage to try to get his dad's approval yeah <laughs> just, just be a body. good dad <laughs> just go be a good dad yeah
1: well, that was your joke about goldberg coming back wasn't it like because goldberg came back and like wanted to um wrestle for his kids and, that was and yeah you, your joke was like well, why don't you just try and be a good dad instead of yeah
0: <laughs> that was like he was like my kids never see me be a superhero it's like i'm oh, just taking my for ice cream yeah, <laughs> yeah just take my for ice cream he probably will be as a superhero
1: yeah you don't need to have a heart attack in the ring no no
0: yeah it was yeah god Golberg, sweaty Goldberg. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're at the, the the wrestling world is fired up wow. about what's going on, uh, and we're and we're you know less than two months away to WrestleMania. So so we are on the road to WrestleMania.
1: Wait, so is WrestleMania? It's going to be in Australia.
0: The Sorry, Elimination Chambers, Australia. Oh. WrestleMania is in Philadelphia.
1: Oh, so you so, might go.
0: I might go. Cool. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. you know. We'll see. You but, should go. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and, I know. It's like a two-day thing, and I'm oh. like, it's, it would be very expensive. Okay. Yeah, so, we'll, yeah. we'll see. I'm, I'm debating it. Debating. I, okay. I, I, I've seen The Rock wrestle one time, but I would like to see him wrestle again before he, before he hangs it up. So.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, when, so is, we'll see. when is it? Uh...
0: It's uh, the first weekend in April. Interesting. April 6th
1: and 7th. And we could do a Philly trip. I could go to like a... Museum or uh, something. It, you know? I mean,
0: that, we'll we'll talk about this off air. Off air. Uh, okay. And, uh, well, let's okay. Let's just say I'm down. Let's just say I'm down. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that's really what's going on. Uh, and and I, you know, I just wanted to do one quick general note on pro wrestling. Of course. I've taken it now. Whether or not you have an open mind to pro wrestling is just a judge of emotional intelligence for me. Oh. Like if you like, I'm not saying everyone has to like pro wrestling, right? But like people who don't even have an open mind to it, I'm like stunted. And emotionally not good.
1: Right. I agree. I, I yeah. I think wrestling is um I really like it. There's a lot there. It's um there's it's pure spectacle and athleticism and it's like if basketball could you imagine watching a basketball game if they in the middle like slapped each other because they betrayed their best friends you know what i mean yeah. it, it make basketball so much better
0: sports entertainment
1: i would rather watch football if there was if, if, if taylor swift actually got out of that booth and went down and fought the, the whoever tackled travis kelsey do you know what i mean
0: <laughs> like i would
1: rather add that that soap operatic element to any any athletic entertainment
0: yeah so it's, it's, that's it's where brilliant. wrestling shines the yeah. pageantry of wrestling is really where it shines oh,
1: yeah and then the choreo yeah the, the, costumes, the athleticism is crazy the, yeah, the costumes yeah. yeah and then then you also have to have that you can't just be an athlete but you also have to be good on the mic all that yeah. is, mm-hmm. is is you know when, yeah. when someone's all good at all three it's like very impressive yeah not everybody can really do it no yeah so um yeah i like it's like it. bret
0: hart always said <laughs> you know all these uh, you know critics they want to say wrestling is uh is fake but they never say you know you're a good actor <laughs> you should get a. Uh, you should get nominated for an Emmy because you know you really make it look real in there.
1: Gee, I wonder if Bret Hart thought he should get nominated for an Emmy. Oh, I think mean, I think God. Bret Hart
0: thinks that his entire house should be lined with Emmys, and, Bre- <laughs> yeah. and, and I agree. Yeah. I think Bret Hart should have ten <laughs> Emmys for everything he did. It was the first match I ever saw. It made me Mister Perfect versus Bret Hart. Yeah, uh, and it made me believe when I was like three, and I've loved it ever since.
1: Well, I'm glad that through you I got introduced to wrestling because I, I do. I enjoy it. I mean, I don't think I could go to WrestleMania ever, but I would. It's know, a long day. I would never, yeah, never no, sit there with you. I don't, never, I don't you.
0: think you could do I, it. I
1: would do my own thing and meet yeah. you after. But, yeah. Uh,
0: well, we would have to. Know. If we were going to do this, we'd be like, we would have to do something before and then I would go to the show. Yeah. Because the show starts at like five or six, yeah, so yeah. it's like we'd have our day before, and then right. it's like I'll meet you
1: at the hotel later tonight. Sounds good. We'll figure it out. We'll okay. figure it out. All right. Well, thank you. That was awesome. I'm I'm excited. I'm not even really you know. So that's what's going like, on. Get it.
0: get pumped up. Yeah. WrestleMania season's here. Triple H just fully got the reins, and WWE's good again. Yeah. I'm excited to see how AEW responds to this. They they've been good. Swerve Strickland's going for the belt. We gotta get Swerve the belt. He's been great. Uh It's gonna be a good couple months. It's interesting too fans. how much
1: how much wrestling is related to re- like reality TV at least like the Bravo universe. It's and so similar. It's cuz like I feel like when Vanderpump blew up reality tv and blew up bravo it kind of made all the other bravo shows step up their game yeah try, try to find a scandal try to make it more juicy it really like it's interesting how yeah. the competition really it's does. good
0: for crea- it's good for creativity yeah. it, it's good it breeds creativity and it's good for the audience
1: yeah it's interesting um all right
0: speaking of uh feuds on television
1: yeah um we're going to talk about the... Well, I'm going to talk about the Capote, the new season of Feud, Ryan Murphy's FX Feud. Um, it's Capote versus the Swans. And, I, I, you know, I feel like our our two listeners are probably more wrestling fans than they are Truman Capote and um, rich New York Society women fans. So I apologize if this is not interesting, but we're going to try. Um, oh, no,
0: yeah, see, that was a good call. We did the wrestling first.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so this show, I was, like... So excited when I saw the preview for this show because this is like right up my alley. Yeah. Uh, I've, I feel like yeah, you I've, were fired up. I, I am fired up. I'm still fired up. Yeah. Um, but um, unfortunately, I feel like I've over prepared for the assignment. Ooh.
0: Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you like, maybe just overhyped yourself a little bit.
1: I overhyped myself. And also, I just like, I feel like I already had this show in my head because I've read, I read. Uh, I've read In Cold Blood, I've read this book called Two Mrs. Grenvilles, I've read Deliberate Cruelty, Capote's Women. So those are all books that are based on the story of this show. And I also listen to like podcasts about it. So I just feel like I've er- I already had it cast in my head. So then once the show came on, I was just like, this is all wrong. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> this is all wrong, you know? Like, Chloe Sevigny should not be playing C.C. Guest. She should be playing Slim Lord. You know? Like, I just I had it way too much cast in my head already of what the show should be. And yeah, that's a okay. huge mistake. Mm. It's a huge mistake. You set yourself up for disappointment yes. right, off, right off the bat. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so basically, the story is of... Um, it's, it's, what,
0: it's what the Cody Crybabies did. They, they set themselves up. They wanted Cody and all of a sudden, boom, here comes The Rock and now they're all pissed.
1: Exactly. Uh, yeah, Chloe Sevigny, not as Slim Lord and a CZ Guest instead, is totally my Cody Crybaby <laughs> moment. Absolutely. <laughs> so I did not go on Reddit at Chloe the Crybaby. You're the yeah, Chloe Crybaby. I am the Chloe Crybaby. <laughs>
0: Fuck.
1: Um, but anyway, so the story is basically of the author Truman Capote, um, wrote Breakfast Activities, most well known for in Cold, in Cold Blood. It's the story of the book that basically started True crime, the nonfiction novel. Mm. Um That's interesting. It, it's incredible. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, I it's... think it's it's a scary book. I love it. Um and so this uh, so but the feud is based on basically um after Capote wrote *In Cold Blood*, he—I mean—that blew him up. It was in this; it came out in the '60s, I think. It blew him up, and it was just like, "What is he going to write next?" And he basically said, "I'm—I'm I'm working on this novel called *Answered Prayers*. It's going to be even better than *Cold Blood*." But the book just wasn't happening. Like he kept promising it, and it just like wasn't mm. wasn't coming out. Okay. And then finally, um, I think in 1975, he published in *Esquire* magazine.
0: Oh wow! So this was like years went by without an. Another oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, it okay. took him
1: like he just could not. I mean, in cold blood he spent i think five years working on it spent a really long time working on it and also it was just such a crazy story because he got you know he he these two uh inmates who were accused of killing his family in in kansas he became so close to them and it was just such Ah. a crazy story where like he could not finish the book until they died and Mm. he could not finish the book until they were executed and it got to the point where like they kind of accused capote of like almost um, encouraging the state to kill these two inmates so he could publish the book. Like, there's just all these kind of moralists, whatever. Oh God, yeah. But, um, so it kind of messed him up in a bit, writing yeah, like, that's, writing that's, in Cold Blood. That's what yeah. is implied, is like, it really, like...
0: That has to do with some psychological damage and getting to know these, yeah, the killers and stuff. Yeah, and, and then you, you become, that's what blows and, yeah. you up,
1: is like, anyway, making money on their story, whatever. But, um, so, so this feud season, it's based on, he can't publish this novel, but... In 1975, he publishes um, the story called "Lacote po- Bass 1965," and it basically is um, he. So when when Capote you know moves to New York, he he kind of infiltrates the high society women okay um he just they so he t- moved to
0: new york post in cold blood fame. No, no no uh, okay. no okay.
1: Uh, when did you, i don't know he moved to new york i'm not like that much of an expert in capote but okay. um you know his mother moved he had like a very troubled childhood where his mother left him with his with his aunts she moved to new york because she wanted to be a society woman she dreamed of being a society woman she eventually found someone who like kind of took care of her and then what happened was uh, her husband lost all his money and Uh, his mother was so embarrassed by this fact that she killed herself oh, and at, at this at this point Truman Capote had enough money to take care of her because he had success within cold blood and he was so distraught even though he had a really complicated relationship with his mother but he was like she didn't have to kill herself like I could have taken care of her but the embarrassment of having no money amongst this set of rich friends that she had was what she was, was more what? cared about and wow. I think that haunted him and Mm-hmm. They tie all this stuff into the into the show about his relationship with his mother and how like did he did he betray all these rich women because in, in the end he kind of blames that desire for society and for success with the death of his mother I don't know anyway but so he writes this story called lacote Basque 1965 where he basically tells like thinly veiled changes the names but you can if you know if you know the these if women you're in
0: that scene you know exactly yeah, who he's talking about you know exactly yeah, who yeah, he's okay. talking
1: about and he basically tells all their secrets. and Heirs
0: the dirty laundry. Airs the
1: dirty laundry, which included, like, um, this one woman, her name was Babe Paley, and uh, she was married to... She was, to, like,
0: socialite woman type? Yeah, she's yeah. married
1: to Bill Paley, who I think runs CBS, basically, so he okay. had a ton of money, but yeah. he cheated on her constantly, and he told the story in La ask of this one incident where she caught her husband cheating on her with um, a governor's wife. they they wow. they assumed they kind of alluded high
0: powered affair
1: right while she was on her period. And so babe, Pave walked in, and there's, according to Truman Capote. While the,
0: while the governor's wife woman was on her yes. period? Wow. Okay. You know,
1: and of course, Truman Capote, there's blood everywhere. Like, blood everywhere. And, and, and when you watch the show, it's so funny because they, they make it seem like she wasn't just having her period, she was having a hysterectomy. I mean, it's like <laughs> the amount of blood it coming out. was an out, abortion
0: had gone wrong. Just,
1: yeah, the so many, multiple abortions gone wrong with the amount <laughs> of blood. Um, anyway, it's crazy. But that, so that's like one of the reveals wow, that. Wow.
0: Okay. Um, now, that, now, did this guy have sex with his own wife when she was on her period or was that just like or was they, didn't address was that, that. they don't address that but the that- whole thing is
1: that she caught not only did she catch her her CBS-owning society husband cheating on her, the woman with the, with the governor's, you know, wife. The she, woman
0: is also bleeding.
1: It's, it's during that time of the month, which is yeah. just, like, extra, you know. Um, it's interesting because I watched a documentary about this, too, and this there's that author, Norman Mailer, who was, like, no, notoriously, like, the heterosexual author of the set, you know, who, like, <laughs> um, was just really about, like... It's
0: Steve McQueen of authors. Pretty much, yeah. yeah and,
1: like, t- you know, I think, like, pissed Lily Tomlin off because wow. he was, like, anti-feminist and she, like, walked off the set. <laughs> Like but he was talking about this story and he was like, Yeah, you know, Truman Capote made a big deal about fucking a woman on her period, but he's like for heterosexual men, that's really not a big deal. Which is <laughs> I don't know, it's yeah. like so weird and funny. But anyway, so the whole the whole thing is Truman Capote basically tells all the secrets of these women's lives that he had been friends with for 15 years at this point because he kind of befriended them in the 50s he became friends with babe Paley in the 50s Uh,
0: wow so he knew these women for a while before this came out yeah
1: and and so and i think that's one of the problems i have with the show is that because the show covers so many characters and over a span of so much time you know from the 50s to the 70s basically that's so much time Mm, and um it's hard to get an emotional connection to them because they have to kind of bounce around with so many different stories. And
0: it's just condensed. And like... It's
1: just kind of like, it's all surface, which is fine, because that's basically what these people are anyway. But I feel like there's a lot of, like, the whole story with Anne Woodward, that's another one that Truman Capote, like, this woman Anne Woodward, she came from Kansas, she came from nothing, and she also infiltrated high society by becoming, like, a showgirl who... um, you know she was like a late a dancer at a late night club where rich men would go to and um billy woodward senior um basically started having an affair with her and then was like oh i want you to meet my son thinking like oh you can kind of introduce my son into the world of sex because there was rumors yeah there was rumors that billy woodward's junior (laughs) was gay so he was like oh Anne, i want you to have sex with my son to kind of like teach him the ways of like heterosexual sex the, the son winds up marrying this woman. This is insane. And then one night, she shoots him um, on Long Island, like the Gold Coast of Long Island, the North Shore. And um, uh, But what happens was, so she shoots him, and the family knows that she shot him. She, she didn't, you know, she claims that it was an intruder because there was like a prowler around the area that time. But he came in, he was like in his boxers he came in he didn't come in like he didn't come in through the window like he, yeah, he came in yeah. in a way that like the husband would come in not a prowler but what happened was because of the woodward family and their reputation they didn't want to prosecute Anne because they didn't want the bad press so they sweep it
0: under the they rug they swept
1: it under the rug so in the book in this in this in this article that truman capote writes in esquire Lacote bass 1965 he points out that like no ann woodward killed killed her husband and he wow. calls her mrs bang bang because there was this mrs.
0: Bang, bang. Mrs. bang
1: bang because there was this story about like truman running into Anne woodward in in europe and and i guess was like called him a, a little f slur i'm not gonna say it but oh, she called him an f slur and that pissed him off so in the book he wrote like this woman
0: wow okay. anyway wow. so it's
1: just all these these dumb Patty. yeah <laughs> exactly it's very bitch slappy <laughs>
0: yeah and,
1: and it's kind of like yeah, and then so what happens is when this story comes out, Anne Woodward kills herself. Oh, Jesus! So it's Jesus. like, so it's like, did this story lead to Anne Woodward's death? Like, how responsible
0: is Truman component right. for that's like a moralistic yes. thing? Okay. And, and
1: when the story comes out, all these women turn their backs on Truman. They stop talking to him, and he's his whole thing was like, what did they expect? I was a writer. Did they think I was never going to write about them? Like, they're so mm. naive yeah. in a way, you know. And yeah. their whole thing was like, you're a, you are like. There's a classism there, right? Where they're like, you can be friends with us, but you can't act as a writer because you're you're our little writer. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. To me, that's what the classism is. Yeah. It's like, well, you can be our friend and be a writer, but if God forbid you ever write about us, then you're a little F slur writer. You know? Yeah. Like there's that kind of thing, wow. which I don't know.
0: Who plays who plays Anne Woodward in the uh show? Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Which okay. yeah,
1: which to me, when I saw the casting of Demi as Anne Woodward, I was like, What? No way. I was like, <laughs> Diane Lane should be Anne Woodward. Ooh, Diane Lane. She plays Slim Keith, okay? Anyway, anyway, this is so boring. But Does what that. whatever. So but but uh Demi Moore as Anne Woodward surpassed my my initial miscasting. Wow. She's really good at screaming the F-slur at the Truman Capote <laughs> character.
0: And that's the whole character, she right? She kills it. Yeah, yeah she kills it. That's probably what it. the audition was.
1: It's so good. It's, it's like one of the best <laughs> I mean. scenes so far. Um, and the guy who plays Truman Capote, his name is Tom Holland, is excellent, which yeah. that's another thing when I first saw this, I was like, how are you going to beat Philip Seymour Hoffman's Capote? Because he's so good in that movie as Capote. But I never
0: saw it. I've heard, yeah, I know he like won the Academy Award, I think, for... I know, thought he
1: was great. Yeah. And this guy is great, too. He's it. It's He's okay. so good as, as Capote. I think he's carrying the movie. But um, yeah, for me, it's a little like there's so much to cover. And the way they're covering it is just kind of all over the place and not really in chronological order. And it's just kind of like... I'm not really I, but if you take it I feel like the show should just be called wigs versus um, table setting montages because that's really all it is is these like crazy 50s wigs and these like elaborate table settings of these parties and like if you just take it as a surface and like a tableau of like 60s you know 70s um, you know fashion it's it's enjoyable yeah okay um, the third episode that just came out which covers the Truman Capote's famous black and white ball is very good Ooh. it's so far it's this the this is like a party one. he
0: would throw kind of every year It's famous.
1: He threw it like at the height of his fame during In Cold Blood. He stole the idea from Dominic Dunn, who wrote the book about Anne Woodward to Mm. Mrs. Grenville's. Um, Dominic Dunn originally had the black and white ball in Los Angeles. Truman Capote went there, got the idea, and then did not invite Dominic Dunn to the ball in. uh, when I he bet Dominic
0: it. didn't like that.
1: I don't think so, but I think at that time he was kind of getting out of Hollywood and it's this whole... Dominic Dunn was? He, yeah, and okay. then yeah, anyway, he had this breakdown. He left Hollywood. Wow. You know, anyway, um, he's really interesting. Dominic Dunn. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyway, I don't know. So I, I, I'm not... I, I think I have too much of a maybe connection in my mind how this show should go and I have to let go of it. And just take um, it as
0: it comes. Kind of? Take it as
1: it comes. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I think the guy who plays Truman Capote is like carrying it. He's really, really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I just I think another thing they're not really showing is how bitchy these women are. You mm. know what I mean? I think they're coming across very well, and like the, the betrayal that Truman is is is. Unleashing. He's more
0: the villain on the show. Kind I think of? so. Okay.
1: and where I'm kind of like, I think it's more gray. Whereas like, who's really did he really have a right to write mm. about them or didn't he? Like like he says like he he in Truman's defense he said I really was um trying to make their husbands look like. The bad guys in the story i i wanted the husbands to come across as like the the philanderers the cheaters the, and these okay. women as almost the victims but he just i don't know it's like who's more naive he, the women are capote like what did he think was gonna happen did he you know what i mean i don't yeah, know I, you know
0: and i guess at that time in the late 60s 70s <laughs> you know villainizing a, you know, a cheating man just wasn't happening. Right. I'm sure. That's, what they did. that's just what the industry and right. everything was. So
1: And he was like, Well now I'm showing that they actually So he's trying to
0: break that a little bit. I
1: mean, yeah, was he I don't know. I I think that's why it's interesting. It's like who was really naive? Was it Capote or was it these women who befriended a writer? Like did you really did you mm. think like he said, did they, what did they think? I wasn't gonna write about them ever, you know, like but did he think you were going to tell all these secrets in such an obvious way? I don't know. Hmm. Um, so it's interesting. And there's just a lot of like, eventually, this is what kind of kills him. I mean, he just gets such a bad, they all stop talking to him. And he um, just drinks himself to death, basically, Truman Capote. Um,
0: oh, that's sad. Yeah. But. So who, who? So it's Demi Moore, Chloe Sevigny. It's like a star-studded cast. Star-studded right?
1: cast. Callista Flockhart plays Calista Lee. Callista
0: Flockhart. She wow. plays Lee
1: Radswell, who is um, Jackie O's jealous sister. Um, wow. Because basically, all the men, like J- John F. Kennedy, was first interested in Lee Radswell. She was kind of prettier than Jackie O. Mm. Um, yeah. Interesting. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, and but the, but the mom was like Jackie's the better pick for the first lady. So Lee, you have to give it give jfk to jackie and then the same thing happened with onassis who jackie married after jfk died he was first dating lee and then he oh. could take care of jackie so she was always jealous of jackie and that's one thing because that
0: jackie was always stealing her men
1: basically yeah, yeah. Wow. and that's one thing that truman also kind of exposed was lee's jealousy Wow. and then after the book came out <laughs> lee was the one who called truman capote uh, he's just a sad little F slur writer and they brought that up on television and Truman Capote was like well one thing that she should know is that southern F slurs are mean we're mean so basically he was like Mm.
0: so he's like fuck you (laughs) (laughs) I'm meaner than you
1: basically wow okay Um,
0: he will out bitch
1: absolutely
0: out bitch you
1: yeah pretty much he's like um so anyway it's stuff that i'm very interested in molly ringwald plays. Molly ringwald, she plays um joanna carlson who good is good for um, molly ringwald yeah get she's back in there. and it's one of the best scenes is like he doesn't get invited to thanksgiving so he has to go he flies to los angeles with his um johnny o'shea which is long island lover this guy Ooh. john anyway it's a whole thing it's,
0: this is capote's lover yes okay. he met
1: he met this guy john o'shea in the in the in the baths in the new york city and then but he was just this like I forget, You think it was like a teacher on Long Island with like a just a very simple family. Wow, and they okay. had this like tumultuous alcoholic affair. And so oh, when, when Truman doesn't get invited to like the, the the Palm Springs Thanksgiving with all the women that he betrayed, he goes to Joanna Carlson's Los Angeles Thanksgiving and they have like a Mexican themed um, LA Thanksgiving. Ooh. And it's re- it's a really good scene. Yeah, um, okay. Anyway, um, that's like, yeah. And then Jessica Lange plays like the ghost of Truman's mother who's like kind of haunting mm. him throughout this whole thing, which-
0: How she is the ghost. Great. Great. Uh, great, yeah. yeah
1: she's, <laughs> she's really good. But I, I just feel like, yeah, I think, again, it's my problem. Like, I had too many ideas about this whole story. So I you have to completely let go of them and just kind of, like, enjoy. Like, well,
0: it sounds like you are. It sounds yeah, like I am. you're kind I'm of now go. just taking the show for, yeah, you know, not what you want it to be, but just right. what it is.
1: I'm okay that Calista Flockhart is playing a as well, not Amanda Peet.
0: <laughs> it should have been Amanda Peet. Oh, yeah. I, I I am enjoying hearing your casting of who, <laughs> how you would have casted this. Yeah,
1: I think Chloe Sevigny is Really good. I mean, she can. She brings like the waspiness to it.
0: Oh yeah, which sure. I,
1: I just. I'm so sorry. Naomi Watts as Babe Paley just doesn't do it for me. Mm. It just. She just does mm. not do Babe Paley for me. The thing about Babe Paley was what Truman Capote wrote about her was like the thing about Babe Paley was she was perfect, and her, the only flaw about her was that she was perfect. So she's supposed to be like the most perfect <laughs> wife. Okay, and I just don't see it. I don't. I know that's terrible, but I just feel like Naomi Watts is just. I don't know. Not She's they, doing not, a little wit-wool. Yeah. yeah. a little wit It's her. Naomi Watts made this lube for, like, fancy actress lube for menopause, but she can't say the word pussy when she's demonstrating how to use it. So she's just, she's, just, she's just like, right, so you just take a little bit of the lube and then you wit <laughs>
0: You Give it a little wit can't
1: say you wipe it on your pussy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like, if you're going to make lube for menopause, I think you better learn how to say the word pussy or vagina. I don't know. I'll anyway. take I'll
0: take her pussy uh, her not saying pussy advertisement over the Mando woman the, oh, ma- the Mando male deodorant now all body entire body deodorant. I
1: love that this conversation has led to the all over body deodorant craze. If you haven't seen the Lumi, it's
0: out of control.
1: Yeah, it started with Lumi, which was like this, you know, marketed uh, to women. Marketed to women, this all over basically for stinky pussies. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> it was like this body, this deodorant that you could put on your pussy. Which I mean,
0: I agree with you. Where it's like if, if it's a if it's at a point where you really need a deodorant, you probably just need to take a shower. I think
1: so. you need to take a shower. I don't really I don't <laughs> you know. I, know, know. I, I mean, if you're like a busy mom and you haven't had a minute to shower, get the Lumi. But for me, I'm like if it's if I ever need That's Lumi, I need be. a shower. Um, and sorry, I'm gonna shower. I'm gonna try to shower. No, I'm not gonna try mm-hmm. to use that. But um, but now they've they've marketed a new basically Lumi for men, and they're calling it Manda. No, like, Mando. Which is just like what You're the
0: manscaping just... industry has is really blowing yeah. blowing up
1: and that's why i think when i think last week we were talking about thongs for men i mean that's 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 got to already be happening
0: oh it has to be has i mean to. i guess it, you know <laughs> i guess it's been you know happening in the gay community for right. decades and decades right but but we're as far as like heteronor we're talking about this marketed to like the straight male football fan yeah. is is going be is gonna have the you know the the non strap thong yes that's like where it's like really a jock straps kind of the only Thing that you could accept, which is acceptable because you know you need the airflow when you're playing a sport,
1: right? But for you know, just for you know, everyday wear, is, unless you're is... Tommy Lee. Right. Well, again, yeah, that's just exceptional. You know, we're talking about, <laughs> they, yeah, and also he glam rock. They always, yes, yeah. that's part of. It was like the most. They looked like women, but they were misogynistic. Fascinating time in music <laughs> history. God, I love it. So
0: fucking hot. He's <laughs> so, yeah, like Sebastian Bach, just the best. his. Wife. And what's the other guy? Evan uh, Seinfeld. Stein, Steinfeld
1: Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah, just taking
0: with his literal porn star wife, yeah. and then Sebastian Bach box uh
1: classic 80s classic wife.
0: 80s stripper wife Maria. and they're doing their like their sexy photo shoot yes. it's just the two of them like in thongs yes. and special box like oh my god stick <laughs> your
1: ass out like i like it <laughs> uh, we try and talk about supergroup on every episode we, so. yeah
0: supergroup forever vh1 supergroup. democracy Democracy. democracy. That's what it is! It's democracy. <laughs> John Bonham are not best. into it. Yeah. God, the best. Jason Bonham, not John Bonham. Sorry. Yeah.
1: He, he was so mad. Like, the, he, like, the...
0: left the show twice to go, like, tour, quote-unquote. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, going to be to there. With Led, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. Like, are Led Zeppelin <laughs> even
1: playing right now? What are you doing? You're just getting out of there. Um... Anyway, I'm enjoying it, and uh, yeah, I just I'm just taking it as wigs versus beautiful tablescapes montages because that's that's
0: a nice way to take that's really it. It's really what yeah. it is. Yeah.
1: Um, but anyway, yeah, so there's some good TV going on. There's a lot of good TV in the dog days
0: of winter here.
1: Yeah, uh, so seriously, you know, we so actually if... got snow in New York City, which is yeah. crazy. There's legit snow. I think this is like um,
0: the first winter we got snow in like three years. I think basically. so. It's crazy for sure. Last uh,
1: last year there was like no snow. Literally um, none. Yeah. Anyway, alright, um so this was another episode of Entertainment Entertainment, an entertaining conversation about entertainment with comedians Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. Um I'm Caitlin McKee.
0: I'm Justin Angermeyer. This is Linda Ronstadt. You're no good as the bitchy women come sauntering yeah. through.
1: I mean, that, that could have been the whole show. It's just the, <laughs> the montage of them walking to this song. It's pretty much it. <laughs> and then just Capote, like wiping. His, he's always like wiping his eye. I feel like that's a move that they keep doing. Like
0: he's like tired, like exhausted. Mm, he's kind always of. just
1: kind of wiping his eye. And, okay. Sorry. One more thing is really funny when you when you look on like Reddit and like. Um, people online talking about this show who have no idea how Truman Capote spoke and they're like, "What's up with this guy's voice?" Like, they had no idea that Truman Capote had this kind of like high nasal voice. He had a voice. very
0: distinct voice, right? Yeah, yeah okay. he kind of talks
1: like this. He talks a little bit like this, you know? Yeah, okay. But so people who and are he's like he's southern,
0: he's like American Southern.
1: Yeah, crazy that he yeah, was. You know who he grew up with? Uh, uh, Harper Lee, who wrote To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, they were freaking neighbors. That's why. Again, wow. I again I corrected myself and said "freaking." I don't know what's going on. I need mean, <laughs> winter to end or something. Anyway, all right, that's it. Whatever. Who cares.